The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, new friends. I'm Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. Let some things be retrograde Yes, let some Hi everyone, we're back. We're back. That's so retrograde. What's good, friends? I'm Stephanie Simbari. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And here we are, guys. It's September. Or September in some languages. (laughs) (laughs) This is weird right now. I'm coming to you from my high school bedroom in Michigan. Wow. Except for it looks as though I don't think this is what it looked like when you lived in it, did it? No. Because it looks like a chic hotel room. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a, a cool 15 years since I've lived here. So uh-huh. it's it's a proper guest room with like all the amenities. Not complaining. No, it looks really, really nice. Well, welcome to That's a Retrograde, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is the first time that we've ever, I mean, we've been doing Zooming obviously now for six months, but we've never had a record from a different state. This is true. Which is cool. It, kinda, it makes me fantasize about all the trips I can take while still working. A new month, trying new stuff. Yeah, we love it. Um, I'm really excited for this episode because I feel like we have had many different queries um, going deeper into chakras. And today we have Ambi Kavanaugh, who is our dear friend, astrologer, Reiki master. And uh, she just wrote- Longtime guide. Yeah, longtime guide. And she has a book coming out all about the chakras. So we're stoked to kind of dive in. And yeah. I feel like it's a very relevant moment to be uh, honing in on your own energetic body because really what else is there at this point, guys? <laughs> Not that much, much else to do. So I mean, whilst go we work it. on healing the body of humanity, we must still work on healing the body of ourselves. Well said. So we're going to kick it off. We actually got a really fun listener question, mm-hmm. email, mm-hmm. request that perfectly sets up this conversation. I love when people do the work for us. Me too. Let's hit that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back in July, we got this message and it says, subject, chakras. Hi, I love your show and I listen every week. I wanted to put in a request to do a show on chakras. It's something I'm starting to learn more about and would love to hear you guys talk with an expert on it. You always pick such inspiring people to listen and learn from. Love you guys and the show so much. From Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Well, guess what? Have we (laughs) got a surprise for you today? Ambie Kavanaugh is joining us in celebration of her new book, Chakras and Self-Care. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Ambie. You know, before we started recording, Elizabeth asked a very important question, and I'd like to take it back to that moment for a second so that we can get sure that out thing. of the way. Uh, what's the correct pronunciation of the word chakra? So, 
this word, of this very important word. So, you know, a lot of people pronounce it in different ways. And I have been reminded by my mum and other relatives that it's actually pronounced chakra. A ch, like a chapter, but chakra rather than chakras. People do refer to them as chakras. And I think that's just, you know, how things get changed, how pronunciation changes. Elizabeth, can you do it in your British accent, please? Chakras. Elizabeth? (laughs) How'd I do? Okay. Can you say the word, please? Oh, thanks. I try try not to appropriate too hard. (laughs) Yeah. I know, you don't. Um, So tell us about your book. This is so exciting. Ah, thanks so much, guys. Um, So, you know, coming back to the chakras and what chakra actually means. And chakra is actually comes from a Sanskrit word, which means spinning wheel. Chakra system relates to the system of the energy body and the spinning energy that lie in each person's physical body, but it's not, it's not like a tangible physical thing like your liver or your kidneys or something like that. It's actually more of an invisible energetic body that the lies within body. your physical body. The subtle body, that's what they call it. Exactly, the subtle body. The subtle body, which is also referred to as the energy body. And the chakras were identified thousands and thousands of years ago in ancient Hindu scriptures called the Vedas, which identified them as being these energy wheels that were connected by nadis, which is the Sanskrit word for rivers, which so like these rivers of energy connected these energy wheels in our bodies that allowed prana, which is the Sanskrit word for life force energy, to flow through our bodies. And, you know, like a lot of spiritual mystical texts, the Vedas use uh, metaphors for ex- explaining how this energy body works. And they use land as a metaphor for the physical body. And the seven main chakras, chakras or chakras, however you <laughs> them. Choose your own <laughs> adventure, really. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. It's like, it's, I'm going to completely pronounce it both ways in this episode. As different, basically as being different parts of the land with the rivers, those nadis needing to flow between those different chakras in order for prana, life force energy, to flow freely through. So that's kind of a basic understanding of what the chakra, the ch- <laughs> this is going to crack me up the entire episode, what the chakras are. But essentially, you know, we, in my book, I talk about the seven main chakras, but actually there's over like a hundred chakras and over a hundred energy wheels in our physical, in our bodies and our subtle bodies, but contained by our physical bodies too. Um, But, you know, for basic understanding, in order to get to grips with working with the energy body, it's important to understand these main seven energy centers and understand how to work with them. What is it that they rule? What does each one do? How does it function? How does it affect your life if it's not operating fully and for it to not be operating fully means that it's not spinning properly because they are like wheels they're like energy wheels so for example you know you guys I think I've probably done sessions on both of you at some point if not in a sound bath then an actual hands-on session definitely I know I did with Elizabeth when I do Reiki sessions which I used to do a lot of I close my eyes and I work on someone's physical body and I can see through my mind's eye whether or not 
that particular energy center is spinning properly and is actually open or blocked. And if that energy center is not spinning properly and or if it's blocked in some kind of way or if it's overactive, I can then tell that that's something that needs correcting in order for the person to experience better flow because essentially everything is energy. Science tells us that everything is made of energy and in an energy never dies, you know, it never disappears. It just mutates, it changes. So what we have to do is work with the energetic fluctuations and almost not manipulate them, but sort of harness them to flow energy in ways that serve us and our lives. All right, friends, we are taking a quick break to talk about everybody's favorite aluminum-free deodorant. We're talking about Native. Yay! Longtime fans. Honestly, a major rose for us in our discovery of products that not, are not only good for us, but also are doing their part to uh, effort towards sustainability. Native deodorant has ingredients that you've heard of and can pronounce like coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. It's also vegan, not tested on animals. They never use ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. And I have to say that a lot of people in my life are apprehensive to switch to to natural deodorant because they're afraid of the odor protection situation. It's always challenging to start something new. You just never know. However, I just love that you said it's a rose because they've got some amazing scents. Uh, my favorite's lavender and rose, but they've also got coconut and vanilla, cucumber and mint, citrus and herbal. And then they also bring out a seasonal delight. They've just launched a PSL. Yep, that's pumpkin spice latte scent for your underarms. Sure. Who doesn't love it? Notes of pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. And even more exciting, we're talking plastic-free packaging from our sweet friends at Native. So I'm looking at the photo of the plastic-free deodorant and it's like really chic, really like, it's like a little circle, a little tube. And I'm kind of looking at this like, um, of course it's possible to make plastic-free deodorant. Like why would we ever need it to begin with? Native is also planning to be plastic-free by 23, which is an initiative that aims to provide sustainable packaging options for all of their products by 2023. And when you order the plastic-free packaging, which is made from paperboard, it ships from 100% recycled paper mailer. Want to get involved like Steph and myself, head over to nativedo.com slash TSR, that's N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash TSR. Use the promo code TSR at checkout for 20% off your first order. Wow. Deodorant by mail, guys. We love it. We love it. Deodorant by mail. Never leave the house. That's nativedo.com slash TSR, promo code TSR. You'll get 20% off your first order. And now let's go back to the show. What chakra is your armpits? Ooh. Let's find out. Good question. Thank you. (laughs) Can I ask a rudimentary question? Of course. How did uh, Roy G. Biv get into the mix? What came first? Because that's how I I was able to learn the chakras, starting with the root chakra as red and moving up. 
<laughs> I'm dead for you today. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Am I, am, I, am I just showing like my age or like my uncoolness? No, no so like Roy G. Biv is like the, the colors it's like of American, the rainbow. I think. Oh, the, the colors. Yeah. Of, don't you think that's beautiful? Well, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Is it like a chicken or the egg situation? Well, like you know, what came first? Really, really Who's on first? And I, well, did a rainbow come first or did the chakra <laughs> system come first? I think the a rain- rainbow definitely came first. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for confirming yeah. that. The rainbow definitely yeah. came first. And I think that yeah. this is the amazing thing that we have to learn from sort of ancient times and the ancient sages, which is that they took nature as a way of understanding and applying and using nature as a metaphor, essentially, for understanding mystical, esoteric, spiritual, energetic concepts about things like our subtle energy bodies, about things like the cosmos and astrology and all of those things. And, you know, each color has a vibration. Colors have energy, right? They have their own particular energetic vibration. And I guess at the time, these ancient scholars took the chakra system and said, okay, looking at this, this color resonates with, this makes sense. Look at the rainbow and then look at the energy body. And they were able to kind of, you know, link the two up. I also think that it's like, you know, I think that that statement, like colors have energy, like is such a, can be such a difficult concept to kind of grasp for someone who's more of like a, a a skeptic to some degree. But it's like, I think we can all agree that if you go into a room that has really blue curtains and the sun shines in and the whole room is blue, you feel some type of way. If you go into a room and everything's yellow, you feel a different type of way. So it's like you're emotional. If you're really like a tune, like a sage or someone would be really clear, you would be able, I think, to place that feeling in your body very clearly, like where it lands Absolutely. The most. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, listen, I know that energy healing gets a lot of rap and I know that there's a degree of skepticism around it. And I understand that. And I know that there's a lot of humor and there's a lot of bastardizing it, to be honest with you. I saw something online about how to heal your root chakra so you can manifest a Gucci purse. And it's like, Okay, you know, that's interesting. Um, that's okay. There's definitely an audience for for that kind of work. Gucci purse would not come from the root. It would really come from like <laughs> the second or third, if we're being really honest. <laughs> there's sort of like, you know, there's a commercialization of everything, but that's not incorrect in a certain way because what the root chakra is talking about is some people having a Gucci purse right. is a necessary resource for others of us. Survival. Oh my God, how do I survive without my Gucci? Just kidding. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a kind of a good way of understanding it. But listen, you know, science tells us that energy is everything that the, the, the mat that I'm sat on, the, the mic that I'm speaking through, the computers, all made up of energy. Everything is made up of math. Energy is basically matter. I think is fascinating about when you think about energy body and the physical body is that the, the chakras, it starts like the seven main chakras, they start from the bottom of your spine, right? The root chakra to the top of you and so they run in alignment with your spine and your head and your brain and when you think about the nervous system the nervous system runs through the spine right and the nervous system is a relationship between the brain sending messages to the rest of the body through through that runs across the spine that tells the body uh, oh 
in the sympathetic nervous system, right? It can kicks in that fight or flight response, or it kicks in like, okay, it's time to relax. You need to bring your heart rate down that parasympathetic nervous system. And it's basically messaging constantly between the brain and the rest of the body. So how amazing thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, before we had science and all the information and education we have now, our ancient sages and scholars were able to understand the correlation between the energy body that lives in the subtle body and the subtle body that lives within our physical body. And so, you know, I do understand skepticism about these things, but I also ask, invite people to just find out for yourself, you know, yeah. to, to think about it and find out for yourself and to look at this correlation. Um, I think it's fascinating when you do this work. And I think it's an amazing question that your listener had of, wanting to dive deeper and dig into this work because I know you yeah. guys have been doing this in the years. Right, but I, I actually think in all the years of doing this show, we've never we've we've touched on it often, but we've never done just a breakdown of the we'll call them the core seven. Start with the root chakra yes. because it is the root chakra is actually the, the foundational chakra. And so just even the name that the Sanskrit name is Muladhara. Um and the root chakra is its really about your connection to earth. It's about your connection to the earth plane and your connection to yourself. And it's about your roots, what roots you onto the physical earth plane. So it's talking about shelter. It's talking about food, uh, you know, a roof over your head, uh, food on the table, um, resources. And obviously in modern day society, it's talking about more than that. So for some people, it's about that Gucci purse. It's talking about resources, the resources that we have to connect ourselves to this earth plane in order to live and function on the earth plane. And, you know, when somebody is, I mean, at the moment, I want to say to you guys that I think that the collective root chakra is so out of whack, particularly in America, because there's such a feeling of unrest and insecurity and um, lack of safety with so much, so many of the things that are going on, but also because of COVID, you know, like COVID has really created a um, unsettling of the root chakra because so many of us don't feel we don't feel safe, we don't feel secure, and we don't feel that our fundamental needs are being taken care of. So the root chakra is really important for, for it to be healthy and flowing, is so important for us to live life on earth and, and feel safe within ourselves and our homes and our existences. Equally, you can have an overactive root chakra where you you're so much security from physical items and you become obsessed with creating security on the physical plane in a way that is an unhealthy attachment to material possessions. Okay, this next sponsor, I believe, will ignite all of the chakras. We're talking about Sakara, a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Yes, they have a menu of creative chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that changes weekly. You'll never get bored, and you'll always stay inspired. And the best part is it's delivered fresh all over the United States, anywhere in the U.S. It's so fucking cool. And they've received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, New York Times, and That's So Retrograde. Yeah, that's so true, guys. So you, and so you can tell them we sent you when you head over to uh, sakara.com slash retrograde. They're giving our listeners 20% off their first order. That's not just off of the meal delivery. You can check out their clean boutique 
which has loads of fun snacks and fun things for nutrition. Everyone knows. Everybody knows. I don't know. I myself know I love the detox water droplets. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of their herbal teas and they have probiotic supplements and they also have metabolism boosting super powder, which um, for someone like me who has, um, you know, some digestive issues, it's always nice to take something that reduces gas and bloating. Wife me. (laughs) Everybody knows. Yeah. Everyone knows. (laughs) Okay. So guys, sakara.com slash retrograde, 20% off. And if you want to check out and hear more about the brand, we've done two episodes with Whitney and Danielle. They're wonderful founders. So you can find that in the That's So Retrograde catalog. Again, that's sakara.com slash retrograde. Now back to the show. Well, I actually think that's really interesting that you should bring up COVID in relation to that, because I think that discomfort, I think that people are experiencing has to do with that exact thing of like an overattachment to the capitalism of how we define the root. And then now realizing that basic needs may not get met. And so I, since you're, since you're bringing that up, I think it'd be cool to kind of go into maybe how to like tune into that and like what to pay attention to, you know, how, cause they, you know, they all represent different activities or different foods or whatever we can kind of do to like tune into that, I think would be cool. Especially with the election coming up as well and that causing a lot of unrest for people. And especially with us moving into the season of fall, fall is really the time from the root chakra and it's time to bring things into balance. It's time to get your house into order. You know, when you are ungrounded is, is when you are thinking about the past, or worrying about the future and you're not present in the in the present moment. And really for each of us, no matter how dire our circumstances, God forbid, unless we were being tortured in that second, you know, in this present moment, we're okay. You know what I mean? We're breathing, we're okay. And the root chakra, like grounding and to really sort of step into the power of the root chakra is to be present in the moment and to ground yourself physically. So spending a lot of time in nature, um, eating root vegetables, like literally bringing more balance into your life, sorting out your home, tidying, organizing your bills. You know what? If you have X amount of bills to pay, that can be really intimidating at the moment with the current financial climate. But by you not, you sticking your head in the sand and ignoring that is not going to help you. You looking at that and organizing it and going, this is what I have to do. And you know what? Everyone's going through economic turmoil at the moment. So this company is going to have to work with me. So I'm going to have to face this and organize it. That will bring balance to your root chakra. You know, thinking about rather than sort of saying, oh, my God, I need to stock up for. I mean, who needed toilet roll? till 2025. Like literally, this is not a disease that gives you diarrhea as far as I know. Um, But you you know, so rather than thinking, oh my God, I've got to like stock up and I I have to have hoarder mentality. It's instead thinking and, and being in the mindset of there is a certain amount of illusory stuff that's happening at the moment. And you have to see beyond that and ground and connect yourself to we have as humanity has gone through so many and civilization has gone through so many different challenges of wars, famines, poverty, destruction, cold wars, all of these kind of things. And we've got through it, right? Yes, we have not got through it without loss. I'm not trying to diminish that, but we will get through this too. What role are you playing in this? Because the more of us that are grounded and centered at this time, the more we bring that energy to the collective. So it's so important to take responsibility for your personal grounding, for your personal your matters that make you feel safe and secure. So for example, I know for me, if I wake up every day and look at my phone first thing in the morning, 
I literally can spin out. Like, you know, just because I do this work and I'm a teacher or an expert or whatever you want to call me doesn't mean that I'm not a human being. Whereas if I kiss my baby, cuddle him, sage, spray some rose water, have my cup of tea and then look at the news, I can handle the latest tweet, you know? I can handle the latest bit of news. So just thinking about how you can create that inner security because there is so much that in as we're going to see over the next several years, astrologically, we're going to rebuild a new way of working with money systems and economic systems and exchanges for goods and services so that, so we're going to be fine. You know, we will be fine, but there is destruction in that process. But can you be fine and create that inner security so that you can thrive in this new paradigm rather than falling into the fear and being sucked into the negativity, adding to the negative whirlpool that exists? Okay, guys, we want to give a shout out to a brand new discovery from the App Store. That is Ship, S-H-I-P, the dating app where you can swipe on matches for you and your friends. Yes. Okay, so we were talking about this the other week, and then Elizabeth has been matching me, and it's um, been hilarious. I've had to give her some notes. Um, Nothing like an opportunity to be more controlling. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. Um, But what's more exciting is that I was chatting with my girlfriend, Lisa, from growing up. Hi, Lisa. I hope you're hearing this. And um, she was saying that she heard about SHIP through us. And she's so excited because a lot of her friends and family are constantly trying to get her on online dating apps. And she's like, and now there is finally a place where they can put me on and they can do the work. She's like, I feel like people want it more than I do. (laughs) And now everyone can get involved. And I just think that's so true. And it like really makes it like a fun thing. So you can kind of be talking about someone that you matched with or what you're looking for. And then your friend or family member can just go in and like know what you're talking about and do the heavy lifting for you. Because let's be honest, if you're single, you're exhausted. Yes. So Here's how it works. You, if you're single, you can invite friends to swipe for you. And the best part, hand raised, if you're not single, you can still join in to help your friends out. You don't need to make a profile or anything. You just join your friend's crew and you start swiping for them. So for me, I just love something to do on my phone, swipe away, no strings attached, finding a finding a potential boo for Steph. Mm-hmm. Judging people along the way. Just kidding. Um, She's not kidding. It's quite fun. She's not kidding. It's it's revolutionary, I'm going to say. No, definitely. I mean, before, if we were playing with apps, you would have to just watch me do it, which had its own joy. But now we can play and look while we're not in the same room or in the same car. So fun. So date someone your friends already like. Download SHIP, the app that lets you swipe with friends. That's S-H-I-P. Search for SHIP dating in the app store to start swiping today. And let us know. Give us some feedback. Let us know what's good. Yeah, let us know how it's going. Every time we start doing the ad, I get really wrapped up and I'm like, oh my God, maybe I do want to date a (laughs) 24-year-old. Okay. Anyways, back to the show. I'll just be over here looking for love. What I'm hearing you say is that the root chakra is very foundational, which makes a lot of sense. But it's even setting, it even goes as far as to setting the foundation for your day, how you approach work, how you approach these circumstances we're in. Makes a lot of sense. I will say my root chakra feels out of whack. Really? Ironic that you're wearing a root sweatshirt. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> from 95 
bring it That's back. right, honey. Foundational. <laughs> foundational. It is a foundational chakra, Elizabeth. You're you're absolutely correct. The next one that I want to talk about is the sacral chakra. And the sacral chakra is known as Swadhisthana. And it basically, when you break that up into the Sanskrit like translation, it means one's own dwelling abode. And actually, with what this pertains to, that this is like where you, it's a sacred space within you which relates to joy. It relates to say, things that are sacred to you. So things that like sensuality, sex, um, enjoyment, pleasure, uh, creativity all comes from this point, this energy point in the body, which is found in the lower abdomen. And, you know, this is really about, uh, and again, this is something that I know, you know, I've done a lot of work on over the years because I'm celibate for two and a half years. So that will really But now you're married with a baby, so it's a hopeful story. (laughs) So exactly, it is a hopeful story. Um, And for two and a half years, my sacral chakra was completely shut down because all I did was work and serve people and not having any pleasure of, you know, the physical kind at all. And and also not really allowing myself to, you guys probably met me just at that time where I didn't really go out. I didn't really like nourish myself with my friendships and things like that. And I really was starved in that sense. And there was a and because of that, I, that, there was a certain degree of joylessness that I had about life. And so your, your sacral chakra is so important because we have to remember, and our ancient you know, teachers and mystics and sages knew this, that part of being human is enjoying, is pleasure. Pleasure is a divine right to have pleasure. However that plays out for you, whatever it is that you do, having sex is a wonderful sacred thing. It's a pleasurable thing. Having dancing, creating, like whatever it is that brings you joy and pleasure you have a sacred home inside of you that is wanting an energy, part of your energy body that wants you to experience that. And, you know, for a lot of people this year, I know that that's again been a real struggle because how do you experience pleasure when so much has been robbed from us? When we were, you know, we were forced to stay at home. Like for me, I couldn't even go and hike, which was really took away like my number one connection to nature, which is my, my big thing. Right. And, and, just and also just with all the turmoil and the difficulty going on, like I personally have struggled with with finding this balance of like being empathetic for everything that's going on and being a, a positive part of the change, but also ex- like allowing myself to enjoy the blessings and the pleasures that I've toiled for in my life, you know? So I think this year that we've all find this, found this difficulty. And if you are finding yourself just listless and apathetic and joyless. Just know that that part of your energy body needs some help and needs opening and needs to be spinning properly. Equally, if you're addicted to the pursuit of pleasure, if you're a sex addict, if you're addicted to like dramatic emotions and emotional highs and lows or or alcohol or any of those things, like there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And I think that's important for everyone to know. Well, for anyone whose sacral is blocked, get that COVID test and get to fucking, honey. It's time to. <laughs> no, no, that sounds really dodgy. Oh, coaching, sessions, coaching sessions on how to bring it out, how to connect to your sacral. You're a Scorpio. Yeah. So you know about those. I could do it. Things. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can guide you. I can guide you guys in the right direction. <laughs> I feel like you've been really tapping into your joy though. Yeah, definitely. In a match. But I really, really resonate with what you just said. And I know Elizabeth does too, of like that, that struggle, that, of this time of like recognizing that in, in all of the, the stuff that's been taken away, there's also been that moment of recognizing like, wow, I'm able to sit with a lot of the things that I worked really hard for now. And, but it's really challenging because there's so much, 
that's going on on the outside that feels like that's almost like not allowed, but you have to do that. Cause like you said, like you put it perfectly. If you don't do that, you can't be part of the change and part of the the building. And like, it's much more important than we're part that we're part of the building, I think, than part of like the swimming in the shit, even though it is important to honor that and have empathy for that. It's a really tricky situation. Very fine balance, but joy is also an act of resistance, you know? And I think yeah. that that's something I saw a lot of my Black friends talk about, to be honest with you, when everything came up with Black Lives Matters and all, you know, and all the protests and everything like that. They were like, I'm going to allow myself to feel joyful or have self-care. And they, you know, more than anyone really des- like deserve to have that moment, but all of us do. And it's just trying to find the balance between that and service because service is part of our duty as well. But you can experience yeah. joy in service. You have to find the way that it doesn't work. There's not like one fits for all for how to be part of the positive change. We are all unique beings with unique contributions and we must know that and respect that and not judge others for what they're doing or not doing, but know that if everyone's doing something, it's going to work. That's so interesting. I think we talked about this with Mikey too, or maybe I just talked about it with him on a FaceTime, but about like that because you're saying service and it's also to me brings up this notion of like purpose. And we've talked about this on the show where it's like people who've lost their jobs or people who feel like directionless and like all of a sudden the rug was pulled out. It's like it is this divine opportunity to align with how you can be of service in your purpose, in what you're doing so that you don't have to just do something that's you know, passive or really doesn't bring you true joy. Absolutely. And you know, one thing I would add to that is just, and, and I say this not glibly from some place of privilege, but because I went through it in my mid thirties, which is not when you want it to happen is there is divinity and destruction. I had everything from me. I hit rock bottom after being very, very successful and had nothing and had to work my way up again. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I want people who are listening to know that don't, you know, I know what it's like on a personal level to lose everything and to rebuild and it's possible. Guys, Ambie used to be a very well-to-do lawyer in the UK and she was a cor- entertainment legal correspondent. So she would be on air talking about all the <laughs> celebrity legal cases. I'm just obsessed That's with insane. that. That's insane. I should show you guys my uh, show reel. You would wet yourself laughing. Oh, I've it, seen it. Oh my God. I've if, seen it. The fact that we haven't seen that. Oh, you've seen it? You need to see it. It's because you I don't, know, I now, don't that. read any of my emails, Stephanie, and you don't reply to my texts, but I'm not upset with you at all. First of all, you took three fucking months to respond to me. I think I can take 22 days or whatever it's been. <laughs> also, though, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> now I love that, like, instead of celebrity cor- legal corresponding, you're like key chakra corresponding. <laughs> <laughs> on this show. <laughs> it feels equally as special. It's as divine. That's I will so funny. That my eyebrows are not aligned and that really upsets me. <laughs> Someone needs to help me out with that. But anyway, um, <laughs> the next one is the solar plexus chakra. And again, so this is around your belly button. And the name for this, the Sanskrit name is Manipura, which means lustrous gem. And what's wonderful about this is it's, it's around the belly. So I don't know if you guys have ever had digestive issues or just like bloated belly syndrome, but I looked four months pregnant, like years before I was pregnant, um, because I had so many issues around this particular energy center and, and my digestion and things like that. And really this chakra is about your personal power. It's your energy center for your unique personal power. And when it is not spinning properly and it's not flowing properly and blocked in some kind of a way, you really can feel very 
disempowered and as though you're a victim of life, as though life is happening to you, not for you, you find it difficult to stand up for yourself. You could find it difficult to take action that really serves you. Symptoms can be like really low self-esteem, like not being able to progress in your life, all of those kind of things. And I want to say that this year, all of us in some way have probably felt that chakra really, you know, unsettled because we've looked at the craziness outside that so much has been t- of our power has been taken away from us in a way right and or impeded in some kind of a way and for me this year it's been a journey of coming back and going I have the power and ability to decide do I read this do I follow this do I look at that or do I go out for a walk for 10 minutes and get some sunshine and sit on the little terrace that we have and I have the power within me to make decisions power me and that benefit me and even when I might think I'm powerless because I'm not like some super powerful, famous, wealthy powerhouse person, I still have power and it's about, but it's about my perspective on it, right? So I think I encourage people to really look at that this year and to think about how they can rebalance that chakra and come into your personal power. Like, guess what? When everything is taken away from you, you are in the best possible position to rebuild yourself from this pure place of just like, you are powerful. You are a co-creator with the cosmos you know, and you can do that. Equally, there are some people, (laughs) um, I won't mention their names, but, you know, in politics and something like that, who have very overactive solar plexus and frankly could do with a lot of help because they are just egomaniacs. Like with Does that mean they have a gut? Is that how you're able to tell or are you just psychic tapping it? Yeah, I'm psychic tapping. Mm, into okay. their big guts and their big <laughs> other things that they have, you know. But they these are people who they are egomaniacs. They are too, they are exerting their personal power in a way that is disempowering for everyone else. And there is definitely like with every energy center, like it can be underactive or overactive. So equally for us, if we find ourselves like trying to exert too much control over somebody or a situation, that's meaning that our solar plexus chakra is overactive and we need to kind of go okay okay I'm trying to control something let me just step back for a moment okay I'm being super egotistical about this which happens to all of us to me I know from time to time my ego gets the better of me and it's just like step back take a moment take a breath and just check yourself so again it's just about bringing that balance back but we all when you have digestive issues there is normally some type of imbalance and so when you have a bloated belly it's not just you know, you or what you're eating, sometimes it's actually an energy center problem. I think that something that you just said is so real and I want to bring it back because I feel like the imbalance of the third as we move out of this part of COVID into whatever the end of 2020 and 2021 is going to be, the imbalance of the third will be people trying to apply their previous identity to the new reality. Yep. And that's what Like you have to let yourself transform and have it be coming from an authentic place. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I think that's going to be very, when you find yourself in that, that's a very pertinent point because I think that a lot of people, like even people I know who I love, like when things get back to normal and I'm like, you don't understand. There is not a thing. Get back to, I keep trying to explain, stop. The more you think that and say that out loud, the more you're going to struggle with what's coming. Just let go. Let go. Thank you for saying that because I keep saying that too. People don't, but listen, you know, we can't tell people. They have to experience it. And hopefully by us showing, and I believe that when we walk our talk, when we are a living example through how we're living our lives, we influence people. It's like sometimes words 
are powerless because it's just you're just speaking to a deaf wall you know it's just like just mm-hmm. carry lead by example in some kind of way um mm-hmm. the next one I wanted to talk about is really interesting because it's the heart chakra I know its name you want to say it? Anahata. Yeah. Yes. And, and that, means, that actually means in Sanskrit, unstruck, unhurt, and unbeaten. And what I love about that is that speaks to the highest vibration of the heart chakra and what the heart chakra should actually be when it's operating at its highest. And in many ways, this is the energy center for love, our ability to both give and receive love, compassion, forgiveness. And it's about it's not just about romantic love. It's about that energy of love and to all things and all beings and to the universe. So, you know, when our heart chakra is underactive, we may find ourselves not able to give and receive love. We feel this connection to other people, to the universe. We're not able to see the beauty and like, oh my God, look at that flower. Like Kevin laughs at me, like on our first date, he says, you know, you looked up at this butterfly and went, oh my God, look at that butterfly. That's where I was at that point in my life. I was like, oh my God, look at the beautiful butterfly. Like I, I was in a place where even though I'd been celibate for a long time, I was, my heart chakra was really sound and solid because I'd done so much work to expand it despite not being receiving romantic love. So it's not just about romantic love, but when it's underactive, we can have issues with receiving or giving love, or we feel like a disconnection from other people. Like we close off energetically. We feel disconnected from all life and like butterflies and, and, you know, like all creatures and flowers and nature and all of those things. When it's overactive, we can have codependency issues. We can be like in victim mode where we're sort of like, oh, I love it. I keep having these problems in relationships, but we're not looking that actually we are the common denominator. So again, we have to really check ourselves because real love is unconditional. And that's extremely difficult for us as human beings to, to do and to have. It's like easy to say it, but it's very difficult. I don't unconditionally love, you know, I mean, I, I try to, but of course there's conditions. I'm a human being. Things piss me off. I have things that I want, need, et cetera, et cetera. There's always going to be a degree of ego that comes in, but it's good to kind of come back into that space of how can I be unstruck, unbeaten, unhurt and come from this place of pure love. And I think it's a work in progress for all of us and something that we should really be working on. And again, this year has broken our hearts in many ways. It's broken my heart into pieces, seeing everything that's going on because there's just so much hatred and so much division and it's easy to get sucked into that. And then, you know, if you start sitting then, which, you know, I've done and I've been called out for before, sort of talking about love and compassion, people are like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> you know, you need to be speaking about this, that and the other. So I get that there's this fine balance to, again, try and find between, you know, being loving, love in action. What does love in action really look like for each of us? And how can we do it? The next one is the throat chakra, which is suitably around the throat, which actually means especially pure. And this is like the ancient sages call this the voice of God. And so unsurprisingly, this is about communication. This is about your voice. This is about your speech. But this is also about creativity and what you allow to come through you, you know, through your voice in all formats. It's not just your spoken voice, although, of course, it is about that. But it's also about, you know, your creativity, like your voice in different, different formats, like whether it's writing or things like that. What I think is so interesting is how many women have because every chakra has physiological things that are associated with it and so many women have thyroid issues and I think that's because sometimes with an underactive throat chakra we 
we really swallow our words. We don't say what we want to say or we don't say what we mean. We swallow our words because we have been conditioned to do so a lot of the time, especially for women. I think we're changing that now, but it's still very difficult to us to really move from the conditioning of men, that archetype, and women over you know lifetimes and generations and since since time began, really. Um, so that's, you know, when it's underactive, you either don't speak up or you might think something, you might be too shy, you might have stuttering issues, lisps, all of those kind of things are actually related to the throat chakra. If it's overactive, you talk too much. You know, you don't let anyone else get a word in edgeways. You over you talk over people. You maybe really dominate conversations in a way. You gossip. You use your voice in ways that is the opposite of especially pure, you know. And I think that's something that we have to also be really careful of, especially this year, when you think about how easy it is to go on online and to comment about something about somebody and be negative. It's so easy to do that. But is it really coming from a good place? Is it really serving everyone? I don't know if that, if it is. <laughs> I think we can all agree that everyone screaming into the void of the internet isn't helpful. Not helpful in any way. I mean, I think there's one thing about, listen, I think people yeah. felt their voices were so I found this, I felt like I'd kept my voice shut for so long that I felt this rage come out at one point this year and I had to kind of monitor myself and how am I saying this and does this really serve the highest good of everyone involved? Because if not, maybe I need to like just think before I speak out loud because I'm feeling so much and it's like coming out, but I need to like not monitor myself, but just like make sure that this is representative of all of my being very difficult. And that's why I think Mm -hmm. internet and technology can be dangerous with approach actress. Um, the next one is the brow chakra. Stephanie, would you like to say the name? You're like our tutor. I love it. <laughs> Stephanie, no, do, you, yeah, I know. do you remember? It's okay. My it hand starts before. with an A. It starts with an A. It's Ajna. <laughs> Ajna. And a friend Ajna, of mine, of course, the same duh. name as me, Ambika, she named her daughter Ajna. And Ajna is Sanskrit, which means basically perceive and beyond wisdom and it relates and it's the 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 brow chakra and this is the space in between your eyebrows and it is the also known as the third eye and this basically this is your intuition this is the seat of almost your psychic ability intuit and to receive downloads and to connect to your own divine intuition but also to connect to like divine guidance in some ways and I remember when this chakra of mine actually popped it was closed for so long and there's a lady called Terry Lawton who did facials years ago with all this kind of physical manipulation. I don't know what it's called of like your mouth and your brain and face and things like that. Cranial sacral. That's it. it was cranial sacral. I don't know why I forgot that name, but yeah, it's exactly it. She did that and she went, okay, I'm just going to open up your brow chakra. And she left the room and there was this like huge explosion, which I thought was one of the various different cystic acne spots that I had at the time. And I think it might've been that too, but it was actually my brow chakra. I suddenly felt this explosion here and I suddenly saw purple light flooding everywhere. And that was Whoa. open and oh my God, that was very interesting and amazing and led to a lot of, you know, my shift in consciousness and ability to channel basically. So when this is underactive, you might be going a lot on your intellect alone. Like a lot of, a lot of people that be like facts and figures over, you know, feelings and intuitive downloads. And as a result, you're, you're disconnected from yourself because your soul knows the way that you're meant to go. It's just quietening and listening to the soul. And you could only listen to the soul if you listen in silence and you 
silence all the noise. And so meditation is a wonderful way of connecting to this energy center. Equally, if it's overactive, which is what happened to me, I started to see too much, like really kind of freaky psychic stuff that was, I didn't want to know certain things because if I can't do something about it, that's going to help people. How can I, I don't want to know almost, you know? And then for me, that just meant that, you know, I was almost not living on this earth plane. I was very ungrounded for a while and I had to do a lot of work to kind of bring it back into balance. Because I think when it opens after such a long time, you get obsessed with all the signs and synchronicities. And I literally spent like four hours a day meditating, you know, <laughs> and so I was not on this earth plane. And I, you know, like I got a download about a friend's partner passing away before it even happened. And that freaked me out. And then when he, when he did then pass away, I was like heartbroken and was like, I never want to see that kind of stuff again. So I kind of had to just like, bring things yeah. back I feel like for me, that's my most overactive. Like every time I drop into meditate, it always starts there and it feel, and like I get really bad headaches and oh. it almost feels like that it's, it's all wrapped in like I almost have to do a lot of conscious work to to move the energy center down and that's a lot of when I meditate that's actually a lot of what I'm trying to do like I always feel this one spinning I'm pointing to the brow chakra and I've always try to kind of take that and then bring it throughout my body because it is it's it's re- it's a, it's real. it's real and by the way it's real it's real and by the way elizabeth when i was early pregnant and you guys didn't know and you found bath you saw that you saw it yeah. you knew it at the time you had a vision which is just bonkers that you then taught i mean it was just so spot on and then she goes full vision you're pregnant you saw my uterus <laughs> elizabeth, I you did. literally saw my uterus <laughs> what did it look like it was so cute <laughs> <laughs> my little uterus it- yeah, no, but then how about the fact that we're on a hike and I'm telling her about it and she's like, oh, crazy. And then like sped up. <laughs> she was just like, interesting. <laughs> oh, that, that's so interesting, Elizabeth. Um, I'm just not. <laughs> and she's like five paces ahead of me. She just starts walking away I didn't. Me. I didn't want you to see my face that I was like, oh shit, she knows I'm pregnant and I haven't told anyone yet because I wanted to wait a little while to see how, you know, how it all Of course, yeah. But yeah, that was wild. So maybe we need, yeah, we, we need to bring that down for you. But that's kind of cool. But then the final one of the seven main chakras, because remember there are over 114 of them in our bodies and we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about those today, is the crown chakra, which Stephanie, would you like to share the name? Yes. Um, that's beautifully pronounced. Which what is it? Re- what's the real pronunciation? It's beautifully pronounced, which translates to thousand petal lotus, and it's considered the seat of consciousness. And this is very much about the entirety of our thoughts. Exactly, it's like that. And I, I love that visual. No one can see us what we're doing, but that visual of the top of the head because that, it's the mudra exactly, of the lotus. Because it's about that energy centers about our consciousness, our thoughts, wisdom, awareness, our connection to the universe, our connection to the divine. And really that's kind of like, you know, we all need to develop that because I think some people, well, it depends. Some of us are too in our lower bodies. And so it can be so disconnected. We can be so in the physical plane that we're in those lower chakras, but we're not in those upper chakras of needing, you know, that connection and consciousness and spirituality the universe and the God, cosmos, whatever you want to call it. And then equally, you know, you can be overactive with the crown chakra in a way that is a little bit like the overactive brow chakra where you live sort of not on planet earth. And I think it's really important. I know for me, this was important with the spiritual work is 
I had to keep reminding myself that I'm in a physical body for a reason. And it's all very well kind of like having these conversations with all these like people that no one can see, but <laughs> that makes me sound like a mental home. But um, what's the point if I'm not channeling it in some way and bringing that down into physicality into this earth plane? So, you know, looking out for headaches, migraines can sometimes be a sign of imbalances in, in that. And also, you know, if you are just thinking that, you know, it's very lonely to think that it's just you, this human being who's in charge of earth, or your life on earth. Like, how lonely is that? Like, that's going to disconnect from all of life. Whereas when you have this humility to understand that all of us, you don't have to say it's God, you don't have to say it's an angel, whatever you want, you know, you can just talk about there's this other things, other energy that's out there. But to have that respect and reverence for the other energy and understand that all consciousness comes through you you know, it's not from you, it's through you. We are all channeling. That's what every single human being is doing, whether they realize it or not, I think is to have humility. And I think to have humility allows you to actually be huge in many ways. And it comforts you in challenging times, like, for example, the year of COVID, the year of, you know, all this craziness in the world, and particularly in America, I think it's very comforting to be connected to the crown chakra. And again, for the upper chakras, it's really about meditation meditation and spiritual pursuits that can help you connect to those and to clear those but remember with each that we can be overactive and we can be too much relying on that like I still have to pay bills on this earth plane right so when I was ignoring my bills and not doing any of that stuff and just kind of like oh god will save me my angels will save me no you know wise up Ambi. you have to actually do this for a living what's your advice for a tapping into them and b maybe activating or lessening if something feels like it's shouting? Well, not to give a shameless plug to my book, but I'm going to give a shameless plug to my book. Oh, there is no <laughs> shame. You have put a book out into this world. It is a celebratory Oh, thank you. But, but on a serious note, you know, that's why I wrote this book. This book was what I could have done with over 12 years ago when I started my journey because it is a very simple, practical, easy to digest guide with scanning meditations, activation meditations, rituals, remedies, oil remedies, crystal remedies, you know, all these rich seasonal rituals, what food you should, it's just got, it's just really just like Ambie's Virgo rising only retentiveness and that lawyer side of me, but in a spiritual kind of context. And, you know, my friend Erica, who I know, you know, Erica Chiddy, I was very honored because she kind of was one of the people who alongside you, Elizabeth, who formally endorsed it. And what she said is, you know, I've been studying the chakras for 10 years and I learned something from reading this book. So whether you're a seasoned seeker or whether you're a novice, I do genuinely believe that, you know, there is wisdom to be found in that. We could all do with our collective chakras being cleared, healed and aligned. And I think I'm going to be helping you guys and your community do that through a sound bath soon. Yeah, we have a sound yes. bath coming out the day this episode comes out on our Instagram. So we'll have, by the time this is out, we'll have promoted it properly and whatnot. But if you're listening to this, it's happening tonight. Ambie, tell us one thing you're doing right now to uh, keep the inner peace. What's your, what's your wellness practice? <sighs> one thing, less time on mine. Deleting those. Okay, we know it. Yeah, I know you guys have really done it. Because I've had the book, I haven't been able to, you know, I've had a lot of work stuff going on, so I've had to be online. But even still, I delete the app off my phone or I just like, I I turn my phone off and I put it in the other room and I go and I just, having my phone off for several hours a day for me is life-changing 
it just saves me. And I think that we need to all really think about doing that because there is nothing you're going to gain from being constantly connected 24-7. You'll be disconnected to yourself by being constantly connected to the outside world. So think carefully with your choices when you're going to turn the phone on or the app on. That is the truth. I coined the term post and oh, ghost loving post to and Instagram. Ghost. That is the best. <laughs> Posting and ghosting. I love that. That's it. That's that the, way, the to way to do it. it. It's, healthy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really healthy, especially this yeah. year. Listen, it's going to get a lot yeah. more intense. Um, I'm sure, you know, you guys know that with everything that's going on, it's going to be intense. It's going to be intense. It's not, there's, no, there's no getting away from that. So what can we do? We can take care of ourselves. We can't change the outside. We can only take care of our insides and what we do. And we are powerful mm-hmm. beings who are co-creating. So everyone get clearing your energy, body and grounding. Love it. Ambie. This was so great. You Thank you so, so much. Love you forever and always. Love you both. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that RNT. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Yeah. Yeah, you know me. One of my favorite things to do is to take song lyrics and like put the emphasis on different things. Like, um, the emphasis. Yeah, like, on yeah, I like things. to fuck. I got a fucking problem. <laughs> you know, like, give me a song yeah. lyric. Think of the first one that comes to your head. Um, one singular sensation. One singular sensation? <laughs> that's a fun game right that's, that's a fun game like, yeah um I have I a really rose do. do you want to hear it I would love to hear your rose it's kind of silly but I think that we're living in a time where tiny joys are really important I concur small details really bring you know the elevate Some a zest. mood yeah and as a tourist rising oof. I'm constantly trying to create an environment that reflects something beautiful and aesthetic and nurturing and calming and makes me feel good. And so I'm into light bulbs now. <laughs> Ooh, teach us your ways. A couple of weeks ago, I was into plants, which I still am, by the way. I'm thinking of, by the way, this is a complete side note, but what do you think of growing a vine inside my house? I love it. I think I'm going to put a vine like on the back wall of my barn. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like that will look really fucking cool. The only problem is I'm wondering if it's going to be like creating more of bug situation because I do have a number of critters, but maybe the plant will make the critters local to just the plant. I don't know. We're figuring it out. Migrate to one, one area. Yeah. Like you guys know where maybe. the nature is in this place. <laughs> Go live in that yeah. vine. But so light bulbs, I found these like, they're like globes basically and they're etched so that when the light shines on them, they look like the sun. Have I showed you them? Oh, let me show you them. Hold on. I'm going to just come over Where here. Where do you find something like this? Is this a light bulbs unlimited discovery? This is a lightbulbs.com. Actually, they were in the Airbnb. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Do you see how they look like? Globes. They're, yeah, they're like globes and then they're etched. So they create this like really pretty like sun looking shape. And you guys would love it if you you could see it. We'll post a picture. But so that's like a small detail. And then I found these stained glass light bulbs that also cast like a beautiful multicolored light onto the wall. And so my little living room is like a cozy den of different 
shadows and colors. And it's just like the place to be when I'm trying to unwind. Lighting makes a big difference. It really does. It really does. So head over to lightbulbs.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for them, but it's really amazing. Use what code you can- retrograde. I okay. wish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really amazing, you know, what you can find to make tiny adjustments and like change the vibe just to bring like a little more joy into your life is kind of more of the point than just the light bulb itself. Right. I'm yeah. hugely in support of that. Yeah. What about you, friend? Love it. Well, I'm really excited and nervous and motivated right now. I'm on, I started week one of The Artist's Way. Yes. This week. This isn't your first and time, right? This is, okay, so the last time I did it, I only made it through week four. Okay. But I did, I continued with like the core principles of doing like the artist date in the morning pages, but I have never done the whole thing. And I'm extra thrilled about it because I'm doing it with a group of like, I think there's like 10 of us and we're all meeting over Zoom. And I only know one other person in the group. Okay. And I just feel like I've been looking for something to kind of like keep me tethered to a goal or um, accountable for something. And I knew, and, and honestly... The artist's way had been talking to me from my shelf since March, Mm -hmm. yelling at me, being like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And it wasn't until a friend of mine who just does this lovely little monthly newsletter, she put a little line in it and was like, hey, I'm going to do the artist's way if anybody wants to get involved with me. And it just felt so like a little... A little light bulb stuff. A little light bulb went off. Good callback, little chic, friend. cozy light bulb went off. And I'm excited about having a group to do it with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it'll be really interesting to kind of get creative with the artist dates in the ways that, you know, COVID has kind of lessened our ability to go to galleries or, you know, the typical things. So I think I'm going to have to think out of the box with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, day two morning pages, feeling good. And I shall keep everyone posted. I love that for you. It's one of my favorite things to recommend to people when they're in the space that you're in or where they're kind of like, especially now, like it's so true. You know, so many people have, you know, been furloughed or fired or just aren't able to do what they were doing before. And like, you're right. Like it's, it's such a grounding thing to do because then you're not looking to the outside for fulfillment. You're like, how can I self resource and like go deeper into like who I am to understand like what I'm really about. And I think you really do need prompts and like guides are really important. Cool. So we're doing a really fun giveaway. Check out our Instagram at so retrograde for all the details. We're giving away Ambie's book and a bunch of um, cool stuff from Alchemy Ambies, I think like candles and and that sort of. Oh thing. my god, she has a very so amazing apothecary line. Also doing a sound bath that Ambie is leading. That'll be saved on our Instagram for you to reference at any time. We've got merch. It's almost sold out. Thank you guys so much, everybody ah! who went over to Four Days and checked it out. We are so excited. Uh, more to come on that, but we still have some shorts available 
And we loved that convo with Christy Kaler from last week. So check that out as well. All about sustainable fashion. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time to go. I think we should go. By the way. Thank you guys. This has been great. Love you. It's been wonderful. I love you. I miss you. I feel even further away than before. But thank you to the internet. Forever Rose. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.